The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, so welcome. Welcome, everybody. So in the guided meditation, I dropped in a poem as we're continuing this series on the poetry of practice. And um, it's a poem that's written by Maddie Weingast. His last name is W-E-I-N-G-A-S-T. And it's from the book, The First Free Women. And Maddie looked at the poems of the Terigata, that is the first awakening poems. I should say the awakening poems of nuns that are preserved in this Buddhist tradition. And Maddie was inspired by those poems and wrote his own poems that are based on those, but to include some modern thinkings and some modern twists. And so they're not a, a translations necessarily, but just uh, use them as inspiration. And I think these poems are just wonderful because Maddie is pointing to something that we recognize in practice, but maybe we haven't, you know, articulated so well, or maybe even understood so well. So the poem that I dropped in during the meditation, maybe I'll say it's pointing to that we get to be exactly who we are with this practice. It's not asking us to be somebody different. It's not asking us to completely transform ourselves into something or somebody that we're not. And I love this. This is like so important. I feel like it's asking us to move towards authenticity and to cultivate the skillful, the wholesome, the helpful parts of ourselves, but not to pretend like there isn't other parts of ourselves. Instead, we just fold in everything into our practice. And this is the way forward. So sometimes this uh, poem is pointing to that sometimes we feel stuck. Sometimes we feel like uh, we just can't get anywhere. We think we should be different than how we are, but we can't stop being how we are. And therefore we kind of like feel stuck, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this way, or I should be doing that and not be doing this and just kind of find ourselves so. Uh, going around and around in circles, not really having this way forward. And this poem also points to how it can be helpful to practice with others, especially when we're feeling stuck. Others, whether it's a teacher or somebody else that's on the path, or maybe they're not even on the path, but they're a good listener and they're sensitive for them to recognize maybe what's going on with us, this stuckness that we feel. And maybe it takes somebody else to point out something that we haven't seen to help us get unstuck. I'll say a little bit more about this after the poem. But uh, here's the poem again. When everyone else was meditating, I'd be outside circling the hall Finally, I went to confess. I'm hopeless, I said. 
The elder nun smiled. Just keep going, she said. Nothing stays in orbit forever. If this circling is all you have, what? why not make this circling your home? I did as she told me and went on circling the hall. If you find yourself partly in and partly out, if you find yourself drawn to this path and also drawing away, I can assure you, you're in good company. Just keep going. Sometimes the most direct path isn't a straight line. So I like that the poet is using this word circling in, in this uh, poem. And we can imagine it might be literal circling, like walking around and around uh, the hall, you know, never quite, you know, coming into the meditation session. Or maybe there's this way we like sign up for retreats, but never quite go, or might be a way in which we put on our calendar. Yeah, I'm going to get up and early and listen to those talks or I'm going to stay up late and attend those Dharma talks, whatever your time zone might be or whatever the offering might be. There might be a way in which we feel like, okay, I'm going to do this, but yet we just find ourselves kind of circling around. This, of course, is not uncommon. That especially you know, this path is, you know, it's not the usual way in which we do things. So it might take some circling around before we kind of maybe settle in. So that might be one way we might understand this word circling that the poet is using here. But maybe circling also means the sense of being stuck, like not getting anywhere. I'm just maybe moving a little bit, but it just feels like it's a circle. Like there's no sense of a forward direction, this center movement. And then something that we might think about or consider that this feeling of stuckness, of not getting anywhere, of just circling, most likely is related to holding to views, holding on to beliefs, having these particular notions that we are uh, maybe un- uh, intentionally or maybe at the top of mind and maybe even unknowingly these ideas that we're holding on to because views have a sense of embeddedness a sense of inertia they have this like resistance to change that's partly what makes them views is that they're there and we may not even recognize them and they're not shifting Maybe I'll say the only things in our experience ever that don't shift or change are views. Everything else is changing. Our experience is changing. Things we see, hear, taste, touch, they're changing. All of our experiences are changing. Only views, like notions we have, are things that don't change. So if we have this feeling of stuckness, there's a view that we're holding on to that we're not quite noticing. And so in this poem, practitioner, she has this view, I'm hopeless. She has this idea, right? I'm hopeless. And implicit in this idea is like, I can't do this. Everybody else can, but I can't do this. 
And we might recognize, well, okay, that's just the hindrance of doubt. This is a part of practice, doubt. We can say it feels like this. It feels like this hopelessness. It feels like wanting to give up. It feels like that I somehow am separate from everybody else. I can't do this, but everybody else can. There's something deficient or insufficient in me. And so what can we do when we feel doubt? There's a few things. One is, I would say, is to investigate. Is there a way, there's two things that we can notice. What, what does this doubt feel like, this sense of hopelessness? Maybe it feels like this heaviness in the shoulders or this way in which there's a sense of, I don't know, giving up, this kind of deflation. That's one way we can investigate the actual experience. Another way we can investigate when we have this sense of doubt is to maybe uh, see if there's a question that we can formulate. Is there, is there something like we can hold, uh, maybe like boil down to this doubt instead of I'm hopeless? Is there something like why, or maybe a question could be something like, is everybody else having this difficulty? Is this part of the path is to recognize how out of control our minds are? Is it the case that in the beginning practice is difficult or some days are easier than others? I just offer these as suggestions. So that could be a second way to work with doubt. So this feeling stuck this feeling of just circling and certainly not getting in anywhere. Most likely related to holding on to views. One view can be in this poem, the person has a sense of I'm hopeless. So this view, which we might understand is doubt, doubt about one's capability. And when there's doubt, you can investigate. This is a perfect antidote for doubt. I'm not going to ask, oh, just believe. That's not what this practice is about. Practice is investigating. What what does doubt feel like? And what specifically do you have doubt about? There's another view that's getting held on to in this poem that's supporting this stuckness. And that is the idea that things can't change. I'm hopeless. It will always be like this. It can never be different. Like implicit in this idea of I'm hopeless means there will be no change. Now this idea that, well, this is permanent. And of course, there's a part of us that knows oh, everything changes. It's not true that uh, anybody is hopeless. That's absolutely not true. But it feels like that sometimes. But can we notice that this is a view that things are not going to change? That is what's being held on to. So when we feel stuck with practice, when we feel like, oh, we're just circling and circling, we can ask ourselves, is there a view here that's not being seen? And it's, chances are it's a view that's just under the surface. And so it might be something that we could drop in during our meditation practice 
what view is not being seen here? And we can just tune in to the experience that we're having. And that's just right into the practice, just what's actually happening right now. Maybe one last thing that I'll say about this uh, poem, this idea of circling, is that there are seasons of practice. There are, and a season may last one day, one week, one month, one decade. It's different for everybody, but there might be seasons of practice in which there's a lot of learning and there's excitement and we're consuming all kinds of information, listening to lots of Dharma talks, this enthusiasm and wanting to understand. There might be a season of practice in which we just really want to sit and explore the mind, explore this experience. Maybe listen to a lot of guided meditations. There might be a season of practice in which we just want to sit without guided meditations. And there might be a season of practice in which we feel like community is more important than being alone with our sitting in meditation or reading Dharma books or listening to Dharma talks. So is there a way that we can respect that there are seasons of practice, a lot of a retreat practice, no retreat practice? It doesn't always look the same. So whenever we feel stuck, maybe there's a way to just notice that there's different ways in which practice shows up. So maybe I'll just read this poem for this uh, one last time. When everyone else was meditating, I'd be outside circling the hall. Finally, I went to confess. I'm hopeless, I said. The elder nun smiled. Just keep going, she said. Nothing stays in orbit forever. If this circling is all you have, why not make this circling your home? I did as she told me and went on circling the hall. If you find yourself partly in and partly out, if you find yourself drawn to this path and also drawing away, I can assure you, you're in good company. Just keep going. Sometimes the most direct path isn't a straight line. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow for some more poems. Thank you for your practice. Wine guest. <laughs>